With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a nerd, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Daddy Bunny. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. I'm, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. I normally wouldn't do this, but... My God, I've got to do this. Welcome to the world-famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast, border-to-border, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio. Holy shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Videos are posted to BitChute, Rumble, Clout Hub. Facebook video, Frank speech, and of course, YouTube. Bit shoot. I think I said bit shoot. Wow, what a deal. It is uh, your big broadcast. Thanks for joining us here on Twitch as well. I got a Twitch. I feel like I got a Twitch after I had the conversation I had earlier today. Okay. I come up with ideas every once in a while, and I'm given ideas every once in a while by folks. Um, In fact, let's do this, because I feel like punishing myself. We will, uh, we will, we will do this. We will do this. The Kansas State Fair, and of course, that's always how it starts. The Kansas State Fair is holding their events this year, and they have a brand new fair general manager. Now, a lot of people are going to give the guy that is uh, the new fair general manager credit, when in reality, he deserves no credit whatsoever for this, but... They are going to be doing a show, as you can see, at the State Fair. They're going to be doing a show with T.I. and Shinji. Um, of course, that is Saturday, September 17th at the Grandstand. Now, I had someone approach me about an idea today. I had DJ Spawn, yes, that DJ Spawn, call me on the phone. And he said, you know, um, I would love to DJ for this. And I thought, you know, he's not wrong. (laughs) I think DJ Spawn should DJ this event i think it'd be great i think that dj spawn and his wiggy 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 and all of his turntables and everything and then i got to thinking you know they have a perfect opportunity here with this show ti and shinji or shinji or 
Chinji or however you pronounce the guy's name. I'm not going to get an interview with him, so it's not going to matter. But, um, which by the way, I'll get into that as well. (laughs) But I thought, you know, there are lots of DJs out there. There's DJ Money. There's DJ Spawn. There's DJ You Know Who. There's lots of DJs. And they all do the wiggy, wiggy, wiggy stuff. And they've all got turntables. And it would be fantastic. So I decided that I would send my contact at the state fair an email. So I did. And I said, hey, I already know that you guys have... They're already doing uh, like a Battle of the Bands thing where they're trying to get people to um, vote, you know, to, to vote for, do some online voting, then they're going to do some stuff where we're going to have people, whatever. And... They're already doing a Battle of the Bands thing. And I thought, well, you know, they're 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 probably gonna do typical Hutchinson, Kansas thinking. Which is, well, we're already doing one battle. We can't do two. So I went ahead and I sent this email and I put at the end of the email I said this is just a thought which means you can take the idea crinkle it up and throw it in the garbage so instead of them doing that (laughs) they had the old quick shop manager call me on the phone and she of course had to do what she always does which is talk down to me and then she had to tell me that, well, they're already doing a Battle of the Bands, and maybe they'll do this next year. And it's a great idea. And maybe they'll do it next year. Well, first of all, honey, this concert, you're doing this year. You're not doing this next year. Unless you're going to bring in two rappers... Next year, you won't need a DJ. <laughs> That's how it works. It doesn't matter. I just always find it strange. Like, for instance, let, let, let me give you an example of this. Nathan McClanahan rents, he's in charge of the buildings at the Kansas State Fair. Because he used to work at a hotel. So he's qualified. Then (laughs) there's this woman who's in charge of the media stuff at the fair. Which, by the way, I got news for you folks. In fact, I'll talk about that here in just a few moments. Um, the woman that is in charge of the of the uh, entertainment at the fair used to work for Quick Shop. So you're telling me that the woman that is in charge of the fair to do entertainment and media and things like this and advertising and all this used to be over some gas stations? (laughs) Okay. Okay, whatever. Um... I got some news for you. The people who the people who book who book that concert that I talked about earlier, that's these people. 
That's not the Kansas State Fair. There's a group called Romeo Entertainment Group. What they do is they are a broker for entertainment. What happens is the State Fair goes to these folks and they say, this is what we want. We want um, some acts. We want a Christian act. We want a hip-hop act. We want family-friendly across the board. We want family-friendly. We want a family-friendly hip-hop act. We want a family-friendly Christian act. We want all these different acts. And then they go out and they fill it. And then they pay them a fee. And then they come in and they... They bring in all the lighting, they bring all the staging, they bring in the sound, the lights, they do the whole thing. Those are the people, these people right here, are the ones that bring the entertainment. The fair has no nothing. The fair doesn't do anything. For instance, I learned this a few years ago. With like 98.9 The Rock in Kansas City. Always does or used to do a thing called Rock Fest. Well, people think that 98.9 The Rock books those acts. They don't do that. They go to a booker, probably a Romeo Entertainment. And they say, hey, this is what we want. Now, 98.9 The Rock's Rock Fest and Rocklahoma, for a couple years in a row, used to trade headliners. Like, if Rob Zombie was the headliner for 98.9 The Rock Fest, the next year, he was the headliner at Rocklahoma. If Korn was the headliner at Rocklahoma, the year before, they headlined 98.9 The Rock's Rock Fest. But the moral of the story here is, why did this woman feel like she needed to call me and tell me, we're going to do her idea, but we'll do it next year. When we don't have T.I. and Chinji here. Okay, another another thing, and I mentioned this that I was going to get to with Chinji. I know his PR people, and I get emails, and I've gotten emails for the last two years from them. Every time the guy drops something, they send a press release. Oh, he's got a new song. Oh, he's got new video. A couple years ago, I started taking a stance. This happened during the worldwide pandemic. I sent out, every time I'd get an email, I'd reply back. And I'd go, hey, want to do an interview? Now, 90% of the time, I would get the emails back from these PR people. It would be like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll set it up. And then I would get the things up. Well, he's not doing interviews right now, but he'll do them later. So then I would get an email when the world started booking shows again. He's going on tour. So I would then go ahead and tell them, hey, he's going on tour. He must want to promote the show. And they would go, hey, we'll set this up. And then they'd always set it up. And then they'd get a hold of me the day before and they'd go, oh, something's come up. We got to cancel. We'll reschedule. So about a year ago, they told me, well, we're going to get you that Chinji interview. So voila, I get an email because I'm on the media list for the Kansas State Fair. I get an email and look who's playing the fair. Chinji. So I send his email. I send his PR person an email and I said, hey, we can finally get that interview. Now, of course, he sends me back an, a message that says, well, I'll set this up for you in September. 
So probably about the last week of August, I'm going to send him an email and he's going to go, oh, his schedule's too tight. We're not going to be able to do this. Or they'll do the old, well, could we do a phone interview? I'll be like, okay, so you're going to do a 15-minute phone interview with me when he's at the Kansas State Fair in the same fucking town that I'm in. But yet his schedule's too tight to do a 15-minute in-person interview. Okay, got it. (laughs) I got it. I got it. Totally got it. We're going to take a break. Now that I've scared Peter and everybody in the house. (laughs) When we come back, we are going to have our next guest coming up on our big program. Can't get to the beach? This summer, why not order your very own beach right in your own backyard? Call InstaBeach. And in just days, several illegal immigrants will bring shovels and sand to your doorstep and create a perfect replica of a beach. Dead kelp, stinky fish, cigarette butts, and even medical waste. Mommy, mommy, look at all the hypodermic needles I found. Oh, my. (laughs) Isn't it time you enjoyed a summer at the beach? InstaBeach puts it in reach. Call 1-800-SAND-IN-MY-SUIT today. Ocean not included. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? The people in your life? What do you want to protect? Your possessions? The things that belong to you? The things that you've worked hard for? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Everyone thinks their home is safe until the unexpected happens. Start protecting your home and loved ones today with the affordable next generation in home security. To keep your family and property safe, call 1-800-676-1070. Representatives are standing by to assist you. That's 1-800-676-1070. 1-800-676-1070. Jiggy Jaguar. Neil Bortz with us today. He's If they put Fox News on, liberals will complain. Uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives are going to complain. Jiggy Jaguar. We've got Tom Donahue with us today. I started to organize, uh, and no, not like Obama. Jiggy Jaguar. Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's www.jiggyjaguar.com. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. Life Care provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call Life Care at 800-926-6092. 800-926-6092. 800-926-6092. Life Care provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate lock, call LifeCare at 800-671-0247. 800-671-0247. 800-671-0247.
Hello, Noah. Is this Noah? Yes. Hey, look at that. I finally got the right number. Uh, Noah Blow, Blah is with us today. Noah, how are you, sir? I am fine, and yourself? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. So uh, you have got quite the, uh, quite the project here. Uh, brand new book. Tell us a little bit about it, my friend. Well, uh, the newest book I have out is a novel, and it's about, well, it's not quite out at the moment. I'm going to the Los Angeles Book Festival this weekend and kind of present it out there. And it's, it's, it's about, we go into alchemy. It's a murder mystery. We go into alchemy, the hermetic um, mysteries of the middle medieval times. And then we go into the ancients. And it all starts out with one murder in New Mexico. Fantastic. So why did you decide to write this book? I actually had written something about it some time ago, a screenplay. I worked in the film industry for 30 years, and now I'm retired. And I was asked to join a writer's group, and I needed something to write to show everyone. So I took that screenplay and turned it into a book. Well, you have uh, just an amazing, amazing background uh, you have been involved, like you said, you've been involved in the, yes. uh, the, the, the movie industry. Tell me about some of the different things you've done in the movie industry, because, uh, I've, I've, I'm seeing some different things on the internet. So, uh, take, take us through some of these. Well, I, I've worked at most of the studios at one time or another as an editor, sound editor. I did lots of independent films, worked for... Uh, low-budget pioneer Roger Corman and uh, did any number of movies for him as an editor and uh, end up working different places, mostly in post-production. I did work production, too, on a few films, but I found my vocation more in tune with post-production rather than standing around the set waiting for something to happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you've been a sound editor on a lot of movies that uh, <laughs> that people know. It's, it's amazing stuff. Tell me about um, what a sound editor does. Well, we're the ones when you watch... Uh, let me see. When you watch a uh, car chase or you watch a big battle scene... Or even see someone close the door. We put all the sounds in. We take the dialogue, smooth it all out so it sounds nice. And we re-record actors. If the, there's too much noise in the background of their dialogue, we re-record all the footsteps and cloth movement and different props that we have in the movie. So everything you see, it. so there's a, this full sound that you hear of Five different channels, you know, backgrounds, everything here in the movie theater. I just, I, I am, I, uh, I'm amazed by this world with sound effects and foley artists and things like this. Um, you, you were a foley editor on another Forty Eight Hours and uh, uh, several other films. Tell us a little bit about what a foley editor does. Well. We, we, uh, it depends if we're on the stage, we're with the Foley walkers, the artists, and there we're getting the footsteps. We got to go through the whole film. And it's not just for American audiences. Bigger countries like France, Germany, Japan, they'll dub in their own language. So what happens is you lose all the natural sound of someone moving in their apartment or running or anything. So you got to put all that in for foreign sales. And it's, some of it is used also in the uh, sales. So we just record it. You know, they have sand pits. We go into a stage and they have sand pits. They have, like, bricks in a floor, and then you're walking on bricks. And then they have uh, tile and wood floors, and there are all these different kinds of floors around. And then you have all the props. And you'd be surprised what kind of – I will let most people know when you kiss, you see it or hear a kiss. On the screen, that's usually a Foley walker kissing their 
their wrist. You know, I recently, um, and I don't know how the hell I came across this, but I recently saw a a uh, a documentary on uh, how they do sound for some of the Star Wars movies. And oh, yeah. that was one of the things that they did was they they had a scene in the movie where someone had to kiss and they were kissing their wrists and hands and things like this. Um, yeah. I am just I am just a, a I've always been obsessed with sound effects and sound and all these things. So when I found out you were coming on today and I found out, you know, all these various movies that you've worked on. Uh, I was I, I was marking out because I love the fact that you've been a sound editor and you've also been a sound editor on a lot of great movies. Um, take me through the process of, of what that wh- when do you guys get your hands on the film as a sound editor to be able to start putting this all together? Well, uh, it can depend, but Mostly, they don't really start you until the film's ready to go. Yeah. Now, if it has a relatively, well, what they call it's 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 locked. That means they're not going to change the picture anymore. That always changes lots of times once they start previewing it, and they go, "Oh, we got to re-edit the film now." But the picture of the film. But typically, that's when we we get a locked picture. So we don't, because it costs them, it costs the studios or the producers more money if we unlock the reel and then we got to go through a bunch of our sound effects reels, dialogue reels, background, everything, music, and then have to change them all to fit the new cut of the picture. So that's when we start and we start planning out the whole thing. You have your dialogue editors, you have your sound effects editors, and Sometimes you have just Foley editors or background editors. We'll put in all the birds and all the winds and all the things and to make everything that you hear in the movie theater. Now it's all added in the music too. I I just I just find this uh, amazing with uh, the, the the world of the Foley editor and Foley in 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 uh, in general. I've always been. Uh, really interested in now you were also a dialogue editor you were a dialogue editor on several films including days of thunder tell me what a dialogue editor does well dialogue you get all the tracks they record okay okay and you go through and you get rid of all the bad sound that they have in there or you fix it up so it's easy to mix and lots of times you fix some of the dialogue because there's someone, like in Field of Dreams, we had a real problem with um, the baseballs. And unfortunately, the sound recordist used a real directional mic. So someone catching the ball at second base sounded like it was slamming into someone's head. <laughs> we, we were using, Wow. You know, it was so loud. And and the director hated to do reloop all the lines. He wanted to keep what he's been hearing the whole time, and so we had to go with razor blades and scratch the magnetic stripe on the uh, on wow. the track. Now you do it differently with digital, but we had to just scratch it down. You do this little cross hatching, and that just kind of lowers the sound of the baseball being caught or a bat hitting something. It was just too loud, you know. Sometimes you can't fix that, and you take the edit, uh, the actors into a stage, just like you would record Foley, and yeah. they redo their lines. They listen to their lines, and they hear a beep, 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 and then they start the same line and try to, try to do their own line over again. That's amazing. So when, when, when you have um, the actors sometimes come in and redo their, their lines... Um, they basically just come in and you guys just have them re-record dialogue? Or how, how does that work exactly? Well, there might be, they might want some off-screen lines at this point. They say, oh, we need an off-screen line. So you record the off-screen lines that don't exist in the original track or even in the script. And then, But you re- usually record lines that have bad sound in the background. You know, when you're shooting outside, 
okay, I can, this one show I did about vampires in New Orleans, they're walking down the street. And it wasn't so much the dialogue was bad as that there's all this music coming out of French Quarter clubs. And you can't use that music because you don't have the rights to that music. So they yeah. had to re re-record all their lines. Wow. Just things like that, you know. And uh, some actors are really good at it and some don't do so well at it. So really, we really hope to have someone that's good at it, you know. Some people are just, it's tough for them to do. Yeah. What I always found interesting was the kids were really great in redoing their lines. They were really for it, you know, all the time. <laughs> that's awesome. Because they didn't have great. any consciousness of themselves, you know, or doing a great job or trying to recreate their performance. You know, and sometimes they get nervous. They, they would just come in and just redo their lines, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, they, they would not <laughs> think twice about it. That's awesome. They just that's thought awesome. it was all fun. Well, we have got a great guest with us today. Noah Blow is with us, and uh, he is amazing. He is a great author. He's also uh, done some incredible work in the uh, entertainment industry, and he is pretty much, if you look at his internet movie database, he has been on the crew or in some sort of sound editing capacity for every freaking movie that you've ever heard of <laughs> i'm just amazed well, that that you are on so many of these like you know i'm looking i'm i'm going down the list here and i'm like okay varsity blues the patriot <laughs> the jackal independence day and i'm just like and that's just like picking them out of a out, out of a deal here because you have been involved in a ton of these movies now something that you did uh, and and I've, I've got to get your, your information on this. You were involved in a movie called Foxfire. You were an ADR editor. What the hell is an ADR editor? Well, ADR stands for automatic. It's not really automatic, but it's called auto. It's since the 50s, it was called automatic dialogue removal. That's when we go in and uh, we, we, we do redo the lines for actors. Oh, really? It's on ADR. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes I, I'm in there on the stage and I'm uh, guiding the actor and this and the mixer, or I'm uh, cutting, uh, put, editing the lines so they fit right, fit their lips. Wow! So that's what we do. So you get to meet <laughs> some of the actors in the movie when you're doing that. That's fantastic. So mm -hmm. how how in the world do you get in? to do something like this? How, how do you learn, you know, be, to be an ADR editor, to be able to get Get in hired? the film industry? Yeah. Because that, that, that is amazing because, like I said, you must be, and, and you can clearly tell, you're very good uh, at this whole sound thing because you have been involved in a lot of movies, and the only thing that I can think of is... There, this is this is a skill that not a lot of people know. So, how in the world did you learn all this to be able to get involved with these movies and be involved in so many movies? Well, I, you know, I had lots of jobs. I went to film school in San Francisco. Yeah, and I moved to Los Angeles, and um, you start knocking on doors. You know, and you do a lot of low budget or you go work for, uh, some people work for commercial houses, uh, they make commercials and they edit commercials or yeah. do whatever you want to do in the commercials or industrials. Those are, uh, something that are made for industry, you know, within the house, you know, like say Apple would make movies for themselves or something, or we would make a movie for them. So they would just play inside, just be for Apple people or people in Silicon Valley. And then there's other jobs that you can get, and you just find any way in the door. Stick your, you know, knock on doors. That's it. You know, start meeting people. You know, you usually don't get offered uh, great money in the beginning. Yeah. But it's something you keep going on, and you, it's, it's all a hustle. It's all, people always say it's who you know. It's more like 
how many people do you know to keep getting jobs coming in? You know, yes. you yes. call, you have your network, and that's really what it is. You have to build up a network so it can be because a lot of this stuff is freelance. Well, I'll tell Sometimes you, you, you have been involved in a ton of movies that uh, are legendary movies, and you've done a little bit of everything. Um, so you were a sound designer on some of these movies. What is yeah. a sound designer exactly? Well, uh, that's that's kind of a new name for something that's been around. around they used to call it the sound supervisor. Oh. Now, the sound, su- the sound supervisor is someone who is kind of like the manager, partially, and they, he's the one that tries to create create the overall sound of the movie. You know, if it's a scary movie, you have a certain thing, you know, you want to go for, or it's a big action film. Yeah. You know, you want to hire someone that's really good at doing car chases or battle scenes or whatever. And so you know your people, and you try to give the director, producers, what they they want to make their film better. Well, I I'm just... Like I said, I'm 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 going down this this list here of all these all these great mm-hmm. movies and and things and uh, you have been involved in a lot. Um, which do you prefer to do the the sound editing or like dialogue editing? Uh, sound effects editing. It just depends. You know, you know, you get tired of doing one thing all the time, lots of times, so you, you do something else, you know. Um, oh, so there are some people who don't just do sound effects. Yeah. They don't do dialogue. You know, yeah. there's some people, I remember, I was working, I can't remember what film it was, but I remember one editor was having a really hard time cutting sound effects, and I'd known him for a while, and I go, What's the problem? And he says, you know, I'm just a dialogue editor. I can't cut all this stuff. I don't know. You know, I don't deal with the stereo <laughs> thing, you know. And I'm going, what? <laughs> what are you doing cutting sound effects? <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess I just needed bodies on the film. And that's what you do. Sometimes you just got a tight schedule and you need to get as many people working on the movie as much as possible. That's awesome. Now you get it done. Now, we have got a great guest with us today. Noah joins us here in our broadcast. And um, how do people get a hold of you online to buy your book and, and be involved with what you're doing, my friend? Well, I, I don't have an overall website just for those particular things, um, and I probably should, but i just been using my Facebook page. Okay. And you can create a, I, I created a, uh, for my first book, which is kind of a memoir of growing up in Arizona and having children in, in L.A., you know, and uh, a lot of funny stories and such. And my new book is, I'll probably make a Facebook page for that because maintaining a website sometimes is kind of a pain. Yes. I don't know if you, yes. you know, yes. is, so you kind of go like, I got to simplify my life here. <laughs> that's awesome now when when you were you know tasked with uh doing a lot of these a lot of the sound on these movies um did you think that some what like like when you you've been in the business long enough would you get a a job to do sound on one of these movies and you would realize Man, this is going to be a huge movie. Or did you have the opposite where you were like, "Wow, they've made a lot of movies, and uh, I just don't know if anybody's going to go see this thing." <laughs> you know, it's really it's really hard to tell what's going to be popular sometimes. Yeah, you know, and you get on this film and you think it's going to be a hit, and then no one goes to see it. No one's interested. And then films that, you know, on, on Field of Dreams, when I was doing that, I didn't know. I liked the movie. I didn't know it was going to be a big hit, iconic <laughs> film. You know, people are still going to that uh, farm in uh, Iowa. Yes. Gee, yeah. 
they're they're still playing baseball games there with uh you know at the beginning of the season sometimes you know so it, it, I had no idea when I was working I worked on that about six months too so um I knew everyone on the film the producers directors everyone and yeah. uh, it was you know but I you just don't know and then there's films that you hear that you know they get really great preview screenings and then they go out in the theater and no one goes to see them. Yeah. You know? So you, you, they just don't catch people's imaginations. Or, or, you know, it's just, it's always a crapshoot wherever you put a make out of film, no matter how many big stars you put into it or anything. You just don't know, you know. Well, so you just hope the best. Something else that, uh, I believe it was '92. You were you were a dialogue editor for another time, another place, but you were part of the Los Angeles crew. What what exactly did you do with that, and how many crews were there? Well, there might have been a crew in New York who did the same thing. Yeah, you know, was doing did part of it. Might have been a crew in Paris or New York that was doing working on part of it. You know, it might have been a split thing. I don't remember that particular one why why it was that way, but uh, well, it's the only it's the they, only they one. Had a, they had a regular they had a regular crew. They had you know you've seen the films where they've shot oh in Africa yeah and they have yeah a, yeah that crew. They may have just stuck us in the L.A. crew because we were in L.A. You know, and there was no sound crew that was in uh, London. Well, it's just it stuck out to me because, like, I I see on here, you know, like, Adam's Family Values, you were the sound effects editor. So I married an axe murderer, you were the sound editor. And then it goes, another time, another place, dialogue editor, Los Angeles crew. And that's the only deal that I notice that sticks out to me on your whole resume here. And I just... Mm-hmm. It just stuck out to me, so I wanted to ask you about it. You know, sometimes you're not you're not really aware. I've worked on films that I didn't get any credit on uh, because yeah. uh, th- there were too many people. I mean, I yeah. worked on Black Hawk Down for uh, four weeks and wow. uh, cutting uh, ADR on that in uh, what you call Walla, the Walla group, which is the group ADR that's people getting shot and they're yelling and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, there were just too many people. I was, there were two different guys supervising just the ADR. There was so much cause it, they just had such a tight space to, to deliver it. Yeah. And they yeah. just had to put a lot of people on and they asked me how my name was spelled and everything, but I never got, I never got on the, uh, uh the credit list. Well, you know, and then I think, and then I see, uh, I think it was 1984, you did something, uh, you, you were the post-production manager for a film called Final Mission. What the heck is a post-production manager? <laughs> oh, uh, it, there's also, the main name is a post-production supervisor. Ah! And what they do, okay. what they do, uh, they, the, you know, someone put manager instead of supervisor, I don't know. <laughs> and I supervised the finishing of the film. I, I've worked as a supervisor. I make sure the credits are done right. I make sure the opticals, the titles, and the beginning are all done right. I make sh- sure that the, everything's going cool with the sound. And I take it through the lab and make sure that's all done. It's, a, it's kind of a guy that goes around and makes sure the finishing of the film is all done right and all the deliverables. They call them deliverables for foreign distribution are also available. So that's what a supervisor sounds or um, post production supervisor does or manager. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you are a fascinating individual, my friend, and uh, I definitely want to have you back. Um, okay. Because you're you're amazing. The books. The fact you've done all this stuff with sound is is just amazing to me. Um, before we let you go, how do people find you on Facebook and and get involved with what you're doing? Just man? with my name, just with my name, Noah Blau. Fantastic. Well, Noah, you have been fantastic. Um, I know you're going to be out at the uh, Los Angeles, uh, the L.A. Times Book Fair, I believe, this weekend is what Irwin. Had told me. Uh, good luck with that, and uh, 
Well, thank you. I will talk to you soon. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thanks for doing this, man. Well, this this was very fun to talk. Definitely. Talk all these old Definitely. stories. I, no one's listening to me anymore. Hey, no I'll tell you. I'll listen to you <laughs> tell stories all day about sound editing, brother. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, well, Noah, thanks for doing this, and I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a uh, wonderful week, my friend. It was an honor and a privilege. Thank you, my friend. Had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, my we'll friend. There he goes, Noah Blau. And uh, holy crap, that was a good one. Uh, we are going to take a timeout. And uh, if you're joining us on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, thank you. Sandra Lee. We're home more than ever. We need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? The people in your life? What do you want to protect? Your possessions? The things that belong to you? The things that you've worked hard for? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Everyone thinks their home is safe until the unexpected happens. Start protecting your home and loved ones today with the affordable next generation in home security. To keep your family and property safe, call 1-800-676-1070. Representatives are standing by to assist you. That's 1-800-676-1070. 1-800-676-1070. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. Life Care provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call Life Care at 800 926 6092. 800 926 6092. 800 926 6092. Life Care provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate lock, call LifeCare at 800-671-0247. 800-671-0247. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? The people in your life? What do you want to protect? Your possessions, the things that belong to you, the things that you've worked hard for. Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection, peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Everyone thinks their home is safe until the unexpected happens. Start protecting your home and loved ones today with the affordable next generation in home security. 
To keep your family and property safe, call 1-800-676-1070. Representatives are standing by to assist you. That's 1-800-676-1070. 1-800-676-1070. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. Okay, we're back live. Oh, what a deal. <laughs> That's all I got to say. What a deal. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Sandra Lee is going to be with us here in just a few moments. The fantastic Sandra Lee. And we go to Sandra Lee. And Sandra, you know what is so funny is I talked to you on Tuesday of last week. And I said, hey, we'll do it. We'll do our segment on Thursday. And between Tuesday and Thursday, I got a cold on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Well, that's well, at least I know what happened. So, <laughs> it's, oh my God, it's the craziest deal. But I'm, but I'm glad that I've got you today. Um, one of the things that I wanted to get your take on is... People are freaking out about these mask mandates being dropped on planes. Holy crap. Why are people so crazy about this? People are just freaking out about everything. (laughs) Well, there is that. (laughs) You think you broke down and got sick for no reason. You're sick and tired. Well, that too. (laughs) Weary environment that we're all living in. And that's my, that's my talk today. I'm talking about how battle-weary we all are, James. Yes. The Democratic Party is coming unglued. They are in trouble. Guess who they want to run for president? Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I mean, good, he's good. He's a good little corporate stooge. I mean, he could maybe run the Boy Scouts. I don't think he's going to do any good as a president. He's being considered by them. Democratic Party for president. They're desperate. Who do they have? But listen. Wow. That's not the only battle-weary situation we're dealing with. Americans are battle-weary because the courts have now ended mask masks. Which yes. we're just talking about. And, of course, Biden, Biden wants masks. And you know oh, why he's he a big mask guy. Because he wants COVID. And you know why he wants COVID. He wants you to be afraid of COVID. He wants you to worry about COVID so that they can still do all this illegal voting they were doing. And and we're not going to let that happen. I'm in Florida. It rained all the way from Ohio till I got to Florida. I'm so tired when I got to Florida. Talk about battle-weary. But guess what? This state is sane. Everybody's coming to Florida. The state is going to sink into the water. I can't believe it. Everybody wants to be <laughs> Everybody's my going to Florida. For a gazillion dollars. Florida. So want to. It's a free country here. This yes. is what America should look like. And Black Lives Matter, you think I'm not battle-weary with that group? Enough is enough. Black Lives Matter, well, guess what? My life matters, too. And Black Lives Matter is a total fraud. Those people have taken all that money that they've collected, and they've spent it on themselves. Big houses, big mansions, fancy traveling, all kinds of doodads and whatnot. Nothing for black lives. What did they do for black lives? They ruined the cities that all these Democrat blacks were in. The blacks are killing the blacks. They ruined the family unit of the black people. Democrats have ruined the black culture, ruined it. And they should be punished for that and abandoned. And black people are onto it now. They're they're onto it. They're not fooled by this anymore. You think I'm battle weary? They're battle weary. <laughs> You're fired up are today. Are you ready for more, my friend? The murder rate among black people is skyrocketing. Black men are killing black men. This is a sad thing that they've done to, to these beautiful people. They have the Democrats have used them for votes for years. They've duped them, they've, they've robbed them of, of dignity, they've killed them with, with uh, social justice that is really enabling their weakness. And I'm very angry with the Democrats for doing that to these beautiful people. 
and I'm angry about something else. You want to know what I'm angry about? Yes, go ahead, my friend. Californians are battle-weary. L.A. unleashed violent criminals. George Gaston, who was a judge there, I I don't know what this guy has this power for. He lets criminals and murderers out of jail. He releases people with no bail. There is no law and order in that state. People are leaving the state in droves. This border battle is absolutely weary. Do you know that there was a three-year-old baby dumped by the drug cartels? Dumped. They wow. just left this baby. I mean, like, we're lucky we found the baby. But you think that's the only baby that happened to? 14,000 unaccompanied abandoned children. These cartels don't care about these kids. They take the money. They dump them anywhere. Half of them are fighting for their lives before they're found. Crossing the borders is absolutely a nightmare. And, and, and these cartels are vicious. All they care about is money. We need new leaders, James. Well, we need Trump. We need DeSantis. And guess who else we need? I've decided that we need rocket billionaire this wonderful Elon Musk. I've been read. I've got books. I got every book that's ever been written on Elon Musk. I'm obsessed with Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm obsessed with time, Elon Musk. I'll talk that's to you awesome. About Elon Musk. If not, I'll talk to you about him next time. That's awesome. Sandra Lee with us today. You you should be applauded. That was quite the promo, my friend. I'll have to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sandra Lee, baby. <laughs> Everybody loves Sandra. So, Sandra, how do we get your books? Go to... Don't go to Amazon. Go to Barnes <laughs> Go to Amazon. And order the book. You know, Amazon is not Trump's friend. And my books are Dear Donald. Letters from a loving deplorable. They don't like deplorables. Um, the next book is Dear Donald, Four More Years. Well, they didn't want him to have four more years. You may have noticed that. And, yes. and so they did every kind of fraudulent thing you could think of to prevent it. He won that election. You know how long it's going to take to prove it in the court system? I mean, we have the proof, but you've got to go through the whole court system. It's, it's wicked. But, you know, we're going to win in the midterms. We're going to get... The whole Senate and the whole Congress straightened out. That will be a help. And and I'll tell you, I think it'll be Trump and DeSantis for president and vice president. And that will happen sooner than you think. And then fasten your seatbelt because um, this Elon Musk, he's a very strange man. A very strange man, but brilliant. And there's something about him. He loves Donald Trump. And he... Uh, He's obsessed with changing the world, not just making money. He's got more money than anybody in the world. You can't help me for admiring that. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. He's a little strange, but I'm... I'm He's a little I'm strange, good. but that's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Because you know what? His heart is in the right place. And it Donald seems Trump's to be. It, it, right it seems to be. Well, and uh, my heart is in the right place. I love you. I love your your listeners. I love Donald Trump. So please go get my books and read them. I know you've read them, but I want everybody else. <laughs> well, Sandra, I will talk to you next Tuesday. Have yourself a blessed week, my friend. Oh, you too, honey. Have a good one. Thank I'm you, my friend. What? What's up? There she goes. I thought she said something. I don't know what she said. She said something, and then she hung up. Okay, well, that wraps it up. We'll see you a while ago. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.